If joint pain is keeping you from doing the things you love, Advent Health is here to get you back in action. Their award-winning orthopedic surgeons and spine experts provide leading-edge care for knee, hip, shoulder, hand, foot, ankle, and spine pain with a focus on personalized treatments, including minimally invasive and advanced robotic-assisted surgery. Advent Health wants to help you keep going strong. To make an appointment, visit coloradoorthoexperts.com. That's coloradoorthoexperts.com. Hey, this is Justin Simmons, All-Pro Safety for the Denver Broncos. I want to straighten out my teeth, and Aspire Dental's awesome cosmetic dental team is creating my camera-ready smile by using clear aligners. That's Aspire with an E. AspireDental.com. Aspire Dental is offering $500 off all clear aligners until 12-31-23. 500 off dental codes D80, 40, 80, 70, 80, 80, and 80, 90. Minimum fee of $2,500 to $7,000. Fee may vary or occur for related services. Dentists employed by Aspire Dental Practice, LLC. See office for details. Everybody online, looking good. I'm kind of in the mood for some stimulating conversation. Start sequence. Five, four, three, two, one. And now, get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now, here's your host, Richie L. I've got a couple of websites for you, christiantalkthatrocks.net or christiantalkthatrocks.com. Live on our email address is talk2richiel at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-R-I-C-H-I-E-L at gmail.com, talktorichiel at gmail.com. This uh, broadcast available in podcast format in several locations. Here's just a handful, Pandora, Spotify, Radio.net. Deezer, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple, just to name a few. Also, flagship station WMVA, The Gold Rush, which we found at WMVARadio.com, also at Odyssey.com and Radio.net. We broadcast Friday's show on Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon. That's Eastern Time. And newest affiliate, Net News Network, which can be found at netnewsnetwork.net. Today's show will be up there later on. They are a journalism site, and they do have a handful, a small handful, of radio shows, if you will, radio shows and podcasts that they um, that they distribute. So we're happy and glad to be a part of them. They are a legitimate journalism site, real journalism, not the stuff you're probably used to on some of the big alphabet soup folks, but the real stuff. Also, uh, we have Thunderous Radio. Thunderous Radio also carries a show live five days a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, that is, if I'm on Monday through Friday. A little after 2 p.m. Eastern to about 4 p.m. Eastern. They can be found at Streamit. You can just search them at Streamiter.com, Streamiter.com. Radio.net, Radio.net, or MyTuner.com, MyTuner.com, and just search Thunderous Radio, Thunderous Radio. Loads to get into. I want to start out with a parody from the Babylon Bee. You might be familiar with the Christmas song, Mary, Do You Know? Well, over the uh, last several days, since shortly before Christmas and continuing on through today, this song has gone viral. This parody has gone viral. I'm going to let you hear it in just a second. It, it is 
funny, sad in a way, but but it is funny. And again, this put out by the Babylon Bee, which of course is a a sarcasm uh, parody news site. They they do parody news stories and so forth. They got pulled down off of Twitter for a while. Uh, I believe they're back up now. But they they've been around for years and years, and it's there's sites like them and the Onion and some other ones that are tongue in cheek and all that. But this uh, this particular parody of Mary, did you know? Which is Biden? Did you know? Like I said, his has gone viral. I'll let you hear it here. Uh, you can find it. It's all over. It's everywhere. You can go to Babylon B website. You can go to YouTube. You just search it, Google it. You know, it, it pops up all over the place. A lot of people have been sharing it on social media. You probably, you you may or may not, it depends, uh, have seen it on social media sometime over the the Christmas break. Christmas, uh, shortly before Christmas and during Christmas. You may have seen it somewhere. It's It's been going viral. Been a little bit of news coverage on it. Some news outlets have, have played like a few seconds of it or something or the other. But I want you to hear the whole, the whole thing. It's pretty funny. Biden, did you know that your policies would drive us underwater? Biden, did you know that your policies would trans our sons and daughters? Did you know that your policies will punish what is true? The church that you subscribe to does not subscribe to you. Biden, did you know? Biden, did you know that your baby boy made shady deals in Ukraine? Biden, did you know that your baby boy loves Parmesan and cocaine? Did you know that you shouldn't touch these women like you do? When you sniff that little girl's hair, it's borderline me too. Biden, did you know that your policies would one day rule the nation? Did you know that your policies make Herod's reign seem bland? One day you'll have to answer to the great
parody of Biden, did you know, done by the folks at the Babylon Bee. And uh, that's gone. Yeah, it's gone viral. It's it's kind of funny. I mean, it's sad in a way, but it, it's funny. But there is a a growing sentiment, even amongst some of his supporters and, oh, let's just say pundits and professors and, and folks who would normally be backing him, that there are some things that he's letting slide pretty bad. And he'd better get it, a grip on it and get it under control or he's going to pay for it politically. Of course, a lot of these people put things always in political, through uh, look at things through a political lens as opposed to just sometimes practical lenses or economic lenses. They put things through political lenses. And certainly there's a lot that he's done and perhaps hasn't done that or is poorly done that certainly has had great political effect, but also economic effect and personal impact on real people's lives. Now, there is a a guy, he's a professor, and he was uh, recently on one of the big news shows and talking about um, how Biden needs to really get a better handle on the messaging at the very least, not just the messaging, but everything, the, the whole issue, but better get a, needs to get a better handle on the messaging, at least, of what's going on at the border. Of course, he has Alejandro Mayorkas running around and telling everybody, oh, the border's secure, the border's secure, the, the border's not open. Kareem, the spin machine, Sean Pierre, saying pretty much the same thing, but people aren't buying it because they can look at, at the video and see the, the news stories, which now, the last several weeks, main stink media has finally started covering because it just got so big they couldn't ignore it. Now that mainstream media has finally started covering it, the only media outlet that was covering it prior to that was pretty much, in terms of big media outlets, was pretty much Fox News. Now they're all kind of starting to get in on it. Of course, many of them have their angles and slants, but at, at least they're, they're showing what's happening. So this idea that the border is just all hunky-dory is obviously being blown out of the water. Yet, yet his administration keeps that messaging going, which is just falling apart in the face of reality. This being reported by Pam Key, Breitbart.com. Glade on border crisis. Biden needs to manage this better or it's going to have a political impact. Well, it already has. Princeton professor Eddie Glade Jr. said Tuesday on MSNBC's the Marxist Socialist National's Broadcasting Collective's Morning Joe that President Joe Biden needed to better message the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. Coast Jonathan Lemaire asks, Title 42 put in place by the Trump administration, the Biden White House wants it to end, but not quite. They pushed for a stay and will get an answer potentially as soon as today for its future. It will be very difficult at the border. White House aides say that when you look at the images from El Paso, what does it make you think? And let me let you hear what uh, Glaude said. Now, he's a professor. Again, Princeton, uh, and they like to have these professor types on all the time on uh, all these talking head uh, shows on the various big networks. MSNBC thinks that if someone has professor by their name, well, gosh, it, they must know more than anybody. And sometimes that might be true, but I think more often than not, it's not. But but this is what uh, this is what Gladage said. Uh, regarding, and he's been a big, fairly big supporter of the Biden administration in the past, but here's what he said about um, Biden not getting a handle or his administration not getting a handle on what's happening at the border and especially the, uh, the, the messaging which is juxtaposed with reality 
and what people are seeing on video clips and news reports coming from the border, uh, you know, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's not jiving. It's, it's as if they're asking you not to believe your lying eyes, you know. Um, Title 42 put in place by the Trump administration during the height of the pandemic. The Biden White House does want it to end, but not quite yet. There's a suggestion that they weren't ready. They pushed for this stay. That's why we'll get an answer uh, potentially as soon as today for its future. Senior White House aides acknowledged to me that it's going to be very difficult uh, at the border uh, for at least a few weeks after this lifts. Um, what are you, when you look at these images from El Paso... How does it make, what does it make you think? You know, there's the moral side, moral and ethical side of this, and there's the political side of this. The political side is pretty easy. The White House needs to message this question, message this issue better, particularly with regards to uh, Latino community, Latino voters, right? If they don't get this right, it's going to, it's going to have a political impact, I think, in interesting and and serious ways. Morally and ethically, um, we have to get this issue right. I mean, remember the coal street? I mean, there was a coal uh, spell in El Paso. Though these folks were experiencing extraordinarily difficult weather. And then there is this sense in which our immigration policy oftentimes feels so cruel because it's so patchwork. Um, we need to figure this out, it seems to me. Well, there's a... What today is ignoring, though, is the fact that we've got laws in place, we just ignore them and don't enforce them. So when you have laws on the books that you don't enforce that are supposed to prevent stuff like this, then what's going to happen? Oh yeah, stuff like this is going to happen. More Talk continues next with Richie L. More Christian Talk That Rocks next. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Warning. This talk show may cause irritability, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, swelling, sweaty hands, heart palpitations, high blood pressure, and migraine headaches. Use only as directed. Now here's your host, Richie L. Uh, You might recall, I believe it was Thursday's episode of this show, Christian Talk at Rocks, where I talked about the DHS making some numbers vanish, 
about 300,000 or so, give or take, processed folks, uh, they just vanish from the numbers for the month of November. They just, whoosh, just went into the ether somewhere. And, of course, this is before the omnibus, of course, this is happening right before the push for the omnibus bill, the omnibus monster, which begs the question, you know, what kind of sleight of hand are they trying to pull here? Well, this being reported by Harold Hutchison, Daily Caller News Foundation, Border Patrol Council President says Biden had men hid border numbers to pass omnibus. He said it's all political. The president of the National Border Patrol Council blasted the Biden administration Friday, saying it hid border numbers to help secure passage of a $1.7 trillion spending bill. Yeah, of course they did. Of course they did. Uh, in fact, um, the the uh, the board uh, the Biden administration has been playing fast and loose with a whole lot of of uh, numbers in recent days. We found out, of course, then when they said, "Oh." A couple quarters back, oh, yeah, we, we had, of course, those two quarters of negative GDP growth, and all of a sudden, oh, but there was a million jobs created. That's why the Treasury Department started kind of going through the numbers and going, no, only about 10,000 jobs were created, which made more sense in comparison with the two negative GDP growth quarters. That that made more, that sounded more like it. Because people were scratching their head going, well, wait a minute. Uh, how in the world is... How how in the world can we make these two go together? This doesn't seem right. This doesn't work out. So here we have again playing fast and loose with the numbers. And I said last week, can we trust the numbers coming out of our federal government? Can we trust numbers anymore? Because it seems like they're so doctored or skewed, or absent, or just vanish, or are just flat out wrong, they're just lies, to sort of help foster some sort of political end. Well, here we go again. Here we go again. To get the passage of this $1.7 trillion spending bill, um, Brandon Judd, who's uh, uh, National Border Patrol Counsel, he says, yeah, th- this is what he believes was going on. And this is what he told uh, F- Fox & Friends host, uh, co-host Brian Kilmeade. Let me let you hear the clip. At least these people are, at least some people are starting to speak up and speak out. And not all of them are former whatever. Some of them are still sitting there. Of course, I'm sure they, they realize they're probably putting their jobs on the line. But it's come to the point where people are like, look, we got to quit saying that the emperor's wearing shiny new clothes where we're all sitting there looking at the emperor in his dirty underwear. And <laughs> we can tell that they're on shiny new clothes. And then you have the propaganda, of course, coming from the main stinking media, propping Joe Biden up and this administration up. And people are, are, are not buying it. No, some people are. But more and more people are not buying it. More and more people are going, hold on. You're asking me to, again, not believe my lying eyes. You're asking me to just take it faith and face value some 
numbers, or lack thereof, that come out of some bureaucrat's mouth. And of course, we know Joe Biden is a serial liar, one of the biggest serial liars in Washington, D.C. If his lips are moving, there's probably a half-truth coming out, uh, along with a gaffe. And sometimes the two, the, the twain do meet. Anyway, let me let you hear. Uh, th- this is, again, Brandon Judd, who is the National Border Patrol Council. Uh, he's the president of the National Border Patrol Council. And his thoughts on, on all of this. Joining us now with reaction to those very stats is the president of the National Border Patrol Council, Brandon Judd. Brandon, how unusual is it we don't have November numbers? It's all political. Uh, everything that this administration does, it has a political calculus. They did not want to release the numbers because they knew the omnibus was coming up. And if they would have released the numbers, you would have had, you would have seen a larger push um, to get border security funding in that omnibus. That's that's what this administration does. They don't care about the American people. They care about politics. What about what is the provisions for Border Patrol? Uh, there is none. I, I mean, well, uh, let me take that back. There is a small hiring of 300 agents, but that doesn't matter because we yeah, can't already doing. meet our hiring quota. Last year, we weren't able to to meet the 1,700 um, agents that we were supposed to hire. We we hired about 200 less than that, so we can't even meet that quota as it is. Um, and that's law enforcement see? across the border, uh, you know, throughout the entire nation. And, and it's simply, again, it comes back to politics. Of course, it always comes back to politics. The Biden administration and those running it, including Joe Biden himself, are such political animals that everything, everything has to be done through the lens of politics of what makes him look good or nor bad to heck with what the country needs or doesn't need. This is what happens when you have a megalomaniac. I mean, people people said that, that Trump was a megalomaniac. I think to some extent he is. But we kind of went from the frying pan into the fire, did we not? We have another one. We have another one, and he, he's uh, being propped up by these political animals, if you will, political creatures that must do everything through the lens of politics strictly. Now, I, I'm old enough and mature enough and seasoned enough and been around the block enough to know that this is pretty much how it works with most leaders in any kind of significant political office. I get it. I'm a big boy. I get it. But when it when you put the stuff on steroids and it comes at it comes at the expense of the sovereignty of our nation, the soundness of our nation. This is beyond politics. And this this stuff that's going on with these folks illegally zooming across the border. It's drastically changing dynamics in many of our communities. It's drastically uh, putting pressure on an economy that is already in the early throes of recession. This is stuff that's not helpful. It speaks to failed policies that we have towards Latin American countries. It speaks to ignoring Laws on the books, which have been done far too long by too many administrations and too many bureaucrats, because it's not politically correct or whatever, it just seems mean or mean-spirited or whatever, so we're not going to enforce these laws. Well, these laws are, are, exist on the books for a reason, to prevent this kind of stuff, to prevent this kind of calamity from happening. 
and there's nobody being proactive. Everybody's pointing fingers. Nobody's being proactive. There are things that I've outlined on this show that Congress could do in, in less than a week's time. There's things that uh, I've, I've shared. I've read the laws on the books. Like 8 U.S.C. 1324, for example. Numerous times on this show, which is being ignored. I mean, if that were to be enforced, it would put a huge kibosh. It wouldn't stop at all, but it would put a huge kibosh on this. Oh, by the way, in this omnibus monster bill, there is a provision in there for spending zero, exactly zero dollars on any kind of border structures to prevent people from coming over. In fact, the federal government went to court to sue the state of Arizona for them to take down those those big trailer things. I, I would leave them up. I would say, you want them taken down? Come down here and take them down yourself. Good luck. If I was the governor of Arizona, I would push back. I would be, I would be utilizing um, the Tenth Amendment and saying, uh-uh. You aren't protecting my border. Guess what, gang? I'm protecting my border. And I'll call out the National Guard. And I'll have them standing there at those boxes. So when you come down to try and remove them, good luck. I would call their bluff. This is what go- this is what uh, border governors have got to start doing is calling the bluff of the federal government because they've abdicated their authority, they've abdicated their duty, they've abdicated their constitutional duty. Okay, fine. I've the- I then have the duty to protect my the sovereignty of my state border. See ya. I'd call their bluff. I don't know how many court decisions and judges that they, they get to agree with. I'd call their bluff. I don't think Ducey's got the guts to do it. Well, know, he may prove me wrong, but I don't think he's got the guts in Arizona to do it. To protect his own border. I don't think he's got the guts to do it. But th- this is what I- I've been saying over and over and over. It's non-compliance, non-compliance, non-compliance. Peaceful, 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 non-compliance. This is part of the remedy to taking our federal government to the woodshed. If Twitter would have told the FBI, CIA, and all the other ones to go take it and cram it, there wouldn't be all these Twitter drops happening. There wouldn't have been all this government-sponsored censorship. None of this stuff would have happened. What, What would they have done? Well, they might have sicked the IRS on them and done some big audits. Okay, they're a big company. They can survive it, and they got lawyers. They can tangle it up in court. But what else would they have done? Rated, rated Twitter with uh, guns drawn? Probably not. I don't think they'd want that publicity. I, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, certainly, I don't think uh, as, as, as much as he didn't like Twitter, I don't think Donald Trump would have sent the ATF or somebody or DHS or whoever with guns drawn to the Twitter headquarters. I don't think he's that foolish. So nothing would have really happened. Because remember, a lot of this happened under Trump's watch, actually. I don't think I don't think he would have that would have happened. I don't think it would happen at all. So th- again, there has to be there has to be pushback. Peaceful, 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 non-compliance. Peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. Civil disobedience. Peaceful. Okay, you push back, and you say no. One of the most handiest words. I have I have discovered after raising kids, helping to raise kids, and raising kids, and uh, dealing with certain bullies and certain idiots. One of the most 
hideous words in the English language. One of the most beneficial words in the English language is the word no. Good old-fashioned no. Just say no. And yeah, sometimes you'll pay a price for saying no. Heaven knows I have. Fairly recently. Uh, a little less than a year ago. When I said no to the vaccine mandate. I saw. Oh, I don't believe it's constitutional. No. I didn't make a religious argument. I made a constitutional argument. No. Show me the, the clause. Show me show me the article. Show me the clause. Show me the section. No. I actually pushed back and showed my employer at the time a federal law on manipulating somebody to take a drug. And there's a law against that. Some of you may not know that. You should look that up. There's actually a federal law. It's federal law. And I presented that. They kind of got quiet for a while. Backed off of me. But then they finally sent the old paperwork that said, well, here's your last day. And then they couldn't even get that right because then they wanted me to stay another day longer. So <laughs> so I, I have said no and paid the price, believe me. And at some point, you got to start saying no. No. And if enough people say no, enough governors say no, enough people say no, what are they going to do? Soon, you'll know Centura Health by a new name, Common Spirit Health. But you already know who we are, passionate people who are here to treat, welcome, and support you. You've got this. Centura is becoming Common Spirit, and you'll continue to find incredible care and caregivers at these and other formerly Centura Health hospitals and clinics. St. Anthony, Ortho, Colorado, St. Anthony North, and Longmont United Hospitals. Learn more at centura.org. If you ever find yourself inside the emergency room, surrounded by these sounds, by these voices, by these machines, may you find our team of expert emergency caregivers at your side. You're going to be okay. Just grab my hand. This is the power of the human spirit. Advent Health ER in Aurora, Castle Rock, Denver, Littleton, Louisville, and Parker. Go to coloradoemergencyexpert.com. Advent Health. Feel whole. A lot of people in the military said no. Now the mandate, vax mandate, for example, got overturned. Congress finally said, you know, I guess we better address this. Yeah. Because suddenly 18,000 people in the military and more to come lost their jobs at a time when they can't afford to lose military personnel, especially with all the tensions going on in the world, war in Ukraine and uh, China drooling over Taiwan and everything else. And a uh, little rocket man tossing, uh, you know, playing with his, his missiles this is not a good time to be reducing military numbers and strength. If anything, we need to maintain and maybe even increase a little bit. And recruiting sergeants weren't getting their quotas. So finally, the light bulb went on after enough people said, no, I'm not taking the mandate. I'm not taking the vaccine. I don't care about your mandate. Take it and stick it. Then finally, Congress decided to, to do something and say, okay, yeah, we're going to get rid of this stupid man. And, and Biden signed off on it. I mean, what was he going to do? So you see, the hand, it worked there. The hand was forced. The hand was forced. There's been a lot of lawsuits flying around this country about government employees and subcontractors, like yours truly, 
Uh, there's a lot of lawsuits flying that people are signing on to. And a lot of employers have been getting sued. You don't get a lot. You don't hear a whole lot of this in mainstream media, but a lot of employers are being sued all over the place. There are lawsuits starting to clog up the federal court system. Sooner or later, Congress is going to have to address this. And there's supposed to be a system of checks and balances in our nation uh, in terms of our federal government, which is why we've got three different branches. That was the wisdom of our founders, so that no one branch could get the upper hand on the other and just start running the nation be that either the judicial, the executive, or the legislative. That's how it's supposed to work. When there's disobedience of the laws on the books, and cherry-picking of laws on the books, by those who are supposed to enforce them, and that would be the executive branch, picking and cherry-picking the laws on the books that the legislative branch gave them. You might recall, way back in the day, some of you probably aren't old enough, but there was these two guys. One was named Ronald Reagan. One was named Tip O'Neill. Uh, Tip O'Neill was sort of the uh, Nancy Pelosi of his day. He was the Speaker of the House. Tip O'Neill um, and Ron Reagan had a couple of drinks, and Ron Reagan said, look, I'll go ahead and give you the $6 million in amnesty, but I want some tough, tough, tough illegal immigration laws in the books. He said, you got it, pal. And they came up with them, and they came up with 8 U.S.C. 1324 which is pretty stiff. And there for a while, they were enforcing it. For a few years afterwards, man, I tell you, living in Texas, I saw a lot of <laughs> a lot of, a lot of guys running and gals, running a lot of companies, knowingly hiring illegals and enticing them to come over the border and keeping them up in dormitories and everything else to work for their company. And here come the feds, and here comes ICE, and here comes, uh, you know, La Migra, and, and mm-hmm, grabbing it, rounding everybody up in those uh, god-awful color, <laughs> good color of green uh, buses. Hauling them back south, and the uh, the executives, CEOs, and managers being perp walked, put into vans, and taken taken off by the U.S. Marshals and everybody else, and hauled away to courts and hauled to prison, and there they sat for a year or two or three or four in prison, plus paying gargantuan fines. I saw a lot of that when I was down in Texas for the first few years. Then after that, it kind of started tapering off. Kind of started tapering off. Right around Clinton's second term. Kind of started tapering off. He was pretty good on enforcing the border at first, but then he caught a lot of heat. He started catching a lot of heat. But Asa started giving him some heat. Some of the open borders people started giving him some heat. Then he kind of started backing off a little bit. Then George W. kind of backed off a little bit. Uh, Barack Obama's first four years was deporter-in-chief. Last four years, eh, backed off a little bit. Still deported quite a few. Then Trump really dropped the hammer. Oh, boy, but he was heartless and cold and ruthless and the uh, offspring of the Antichrist and everything else, right? Then Joe Biden comes along saying, and I played the clip for you last week, during the... uh, Primary saying, yeah, there needs to be, you need to surge the border. If you want amnesty, come on, surge the border. Well, they said, okay, here we come. We're surging the border. Well, that was a violation of him saying that publicly. We've got him on record publicly saying it was a violation of 8 U.S.C. 1324. Did anybody clock him on it? No. Nope. 
there we sit. Well, he's Joe Biden. He's come on. He's Uncle Joe. He can get away with it. We'll let him slide, right? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a challenge for all Jesus freaks to be fools for Christ. In 1956, missionaries Jim Elliott, Peter Fleming, Ed McCulley, Nate Saint, and Raj Udarian were killed by Warani tribesmen in the jungles of Ecuador. The tragic story made world headlines, and many called it a foolish waste of lives. But here's what Jim Elliott had already written in his journal. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You see, their lives were not foolishly wasted. Their story inspired thousands to flock to mission work, including one small group, relatives of the slain men, who went back to Ecuador and helped lead the Warani to Christ. Are you a Jesus freak? Go online to persecution.com. Welcome to Truth Today. Today's reading, The Power of Love. How do we, the gift that is given to us, love? Here is the number one definition of love to Yahweh, God. If you love me, he says, keep my commandments. That's in John 14, 15. And in 1 John 1, 3, 4. And in 1 John 4, 8. And in 1 John 5, 1, 2, and 3. Many times, he says the same thing. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And number two, a personal command from Yeshua. Yeshua, our Savior, known as Jesus. He says, a new command I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have performed or love for one another. That's in John 13, 34, 35, and 1421. This is not just another sentiment of feeling good. This is fervent affection for each other. We must empower and use the gift of love given us. And we must learn to embrace each other with a kiss. That's in Acts 20, verse 37, 1 Corinthians 16, 20, and 2 Corinthians 1, 7, and 2 Corinthians 13, 11, and 12. Many times, the performance of love that God has given us through Yeshua, and we must give to one another. That is Truth Today. Listen to Christian Talk That Rocks, couple of websites, christiantalkthatrocks.net or christiantalkthatrocks.com, fully open and up. And you can check them out anytime, 24-7, 365. Former U.S. Marshal issues a warning on the border saying that we're going to see a dam break. This is Robert Alamante. He uh, described the situation in his hometown of El Paso as state officials are bracing for the end of Title 42. And he was talking to Julie Banderas on uh, Fox News. And she's familiar with what's going on down there. But she, I mean, she was a reporter, anchor for a while down in, I forget the name, I forget which station, but it was in San Antonio a number of years back before she started her getting her gig uh first she got her big gig there at fox news so she knows what's up but uh he was talking about what he had seen uh, as an el paso resident lived there all his life grew up there born and raised and say didn't even recognize the city when he you know when he went back there last week and uh, he's again a former u.s marshal um 
and and he was in charge of you know rounding up folks down there and and criminal elements and everything else. Let me let you hear this clip from him talking about what he witnessed uh, when he was just down there several days ago, uh, what he was witnessing going on in the El Paso sector there, which is pretty pretty horrific. It's, and it's not just here, by the way. It's up and down the Rio Grande. But for some reason, it seems to be kind of concentrating there in El Paso. This is Robert Almonte. Thank you, and good, good morning. Thank you for having me. You know, I, I almost didn't recognize uh, my hometown of El Paso, at least certain parts of it. Uh, it, it was just unbelievable. Uh, I didn't see any Border Patrol uh, agents uh, along the uh, the border. The only time I saw them was when they responded to a scene where Texas DPS actually took down a human smuggling stash house and arrested a human smuggler. Then Border Patrol eventually showed up to transport the uh, migrants that had been uh, smuggled. <clears throat> but it's just a different world down there. Uh, there is no sense of, of urgency. I mean, I saw the National Guard down there on the border. I just wasn't used to seeing barbed wire uh, in my hometown uh, area. So that was uh, 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 quite a sight. But it, it just, there's no sense of urgency. I, I heard in your story where the White House complaining about these kids being exposed to frigid temperatures out there in, in uh, D.C. and New York. Well, I saw them uh, exposed to freezing temperatures there in, in El Paso. They came across yeah. the border. It's cold so the desert, uh, I'm just tired of all the finger pointing and uh, and just hoping for some solution. And, and, and there does not appear to be one in sight. We're going to see the dam break. And, and, and actually, it's, it's just unbelievable. What needs to be done, in my opinion, is, is they need to get a handle on the situation right on the border. The border is not secure. I don't care what anybody says. I was there. I thought firsthand. Uh, the border is not secure. We need to get a handle on that. The Border Patrol agents are doing a tremendous job. Uh, it is a thankless job. However, they're just overwhelmed by processing the migrants. They're not, they're not on the border. Who's on the border? Who's protecting the border? Our, our National Guard, our Texas DPS troopers who are doing a phenomenal job. I did a ride along with them. Even the El Paso Police Department, El Paso Sheriff's Department are out there. So this has been a strain or adding a strain to state and local law enforcement agencies, not only in the border area, but throughout the United States. So we're seeing local law enforcement handling a, a job that should be handled by the, by the federal authorities. But they're not doing it. They're not, they're not enforcing what's on the books. And yeah, Border Patrol's out, outmanned, outnumbered, in some cases outgunned. And the cartels know it, and they're laughing up their keisters. I just saw a report today, I won't go into the details of it, but I saw one today where cartels are moving across other, not just fentanyl, but they're moving across some other drugs now in large quantities. While certain sectors are being tangled up with these uh, illegal crossers, other sectors, less regarded sectors, are wide open. And guess what they're doing? They're using the versionary tactics, and then, which is an old military, uh, old school military tactic that works. They're using the diversionary tactics, and then, where there's almost nobody watching, then that's where they zip their stuff across the border and get it in here. And there's other drugs coming through. I mean, cocaine and other types of things, and it's it's not just the fentanyl. Uh, I mean, we have a, uh, we've got a problem. I mean, to just remove the the human aspect of this for a second. 
in terms of the people. You've got substances, illegal substances coming across the border in droves or the raw products in droves to then be processed here by various labs and things that they've got here, the, the uh, cartels. Because remember, cartels are operating both sides of the border. It's not just the Mexican side. They have operatives. They've got gangs that they've got deals with on this side of the border that, they're, that are also doing things for them, for the cartel, and getting a piece of that action. It's, it's sort of like a business deal, if you will. But it's a shady business deal, criminal business deal. But the the cartels have tentacles that reach deep in to our nation. This means that at some point in time, and I think we're past that point in time, frankly, we're going to have to literally join forces with the Mexican uh, law enforcement and military forces and take these organizations out permanently. Just take Aspire Dental is changing the way people feel about going to the dentist. Aspire is proud to provide a world-class patient experience that is welcoming and unique. Aspire Dental has 17 beautiful offices in Colorado with amenities like blankets, headphones, TV, and music, so you can relax and feel at ease. Their general, cosmetic, and surgical dentists are some of the best in the country, and their team of passionate professionals truly care for you and your smile. Aspire Dental is where excellence in dentistry meets inspired hospitality. That's Aspire with an E. AspireDental.com. I am so glad we went to Emich. I know. Emich provided a great car buying experience. Are you going to tell them? No, it's your turn. Fine. Guys, you do know it's pronounced Emich. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> no matter how you say it, at Emich Kia, you'll find quality vehicles, expert service, and over 100 years of experience. Emich is amazing. Them right on out. Treat them as who and what they are, which are paramilitary organizations. They're not just criminal organizations. This is just like the mob. They're paramilitary organizations. They have paramilitary equipment. They use military strategies. They're invading our nation. Armed. Okay? And we've got to start treating them as an armed intruder. I'm, t- I'm talking about the cartels now. St- treating them as armed intruders. Treating them as a paramilitary organization and as a terrorist organization. They've killed more people in this country than who were killed on 9-11. Look what we did in response to 9-11. We invaded Iraq and we invaded uh, Afghanistan. But the, and these people have killed more young Americans, more, more people with their fentanyl than was killed on 9-11. Look how we responded to 9-11. Where's the response now to what's going on uh, on, on our border in terms of this angle of, of things? We should be flattening cartel headquarters. Anything that even looks and and remotely smells like a cartel member, we need to be arresting or blowing away. All right. Well, that doesn't sound very Christ-like. Well, my Bible says God is a man of war. The Lord is a man of war. And look at all the times he told Israel to defend their borders and defend themselves. And look at the folks they took out. I mean, they were fighting everybody all the time, you know. Still are. Okay, so the, the Lord does expect us to defend ourselves. We have a divine right to defend ourselves, frankly. We have a duty to defend ourselves and defend our nation. Where's Uncle Joe? Where's DHS? Oh, yeah, Alejandro Marcus saying everything's peach king at the border. When he knows darn good, well, it's not. He's another one. Let's take a pause. More Christian talk that rocks straight ahead. 
stay close. Phone screen cracked? Oh, no. No problemo. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bono's Wireless. Certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones. Specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless, Net 10, and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bo Knows Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bo Knows Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638-6380. That's 638-6380. Bo Knows Wireless. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember to hire smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming up uh, on uh, New Year, end of this year, I think a lot of people are kind of happy to see this this one go. <laughs> I talked to a lot of people like, man, I can't wait till this year's over. Except the first part of 2023 may be, may be pretty rough, too. We'll get through it. We will get through it. Uh, keep your eyes focused on Christ. Don't focus too much on the storm. I mean, know that there is a storm, but focus on Christ. That's the thing. Because when you take your eyes off of him, that's when you can start having some problems, some pretty big problems. That's when Peter began to sink. You know, and there were two men in history that walked on water. We forget that. One was Jesus, of course who's not just the good man, but the God man. And then the other was Peter. For a few seconds, Peter was walking on the water right there. Jesus said, hey, come on out. Water's good. Walk out here to me. Peter got out of the boat and was walking towards Jesus. But then he kind of started looking around at the waves and the wind and the rain and this lightning and go, oh, no. And then he started to sink because he took his eyes off Jesus. Kept his eyes on Christ. He'd have walked right over. They'd have both been dancing a jig out there on the water, right? I mean, to, can you imagine just uh, put, put yourself in the apostle's place and, you know, you're in this crazy storm and you wake up and it's like, where's Jesus? He's, he's And he's like, hey, I'm out here, guys. <laughs> and he's just kind of bebopping along, walking on the water, just walking around. And they were probably like, whoa. And uh, Peter was the one, though, that was bold enough and brash enough to, he says, hey, come on, you walk over to me. And Jesus says, come on, you got here and walk on this stuff, too. Come on. And uh, Peter's like, uh, yeah, all right, cool. I'll do it. While the rest of them are sitting back going, I ain't doing it. Yeah, I know Jesus is doing it, but he's Jesus. I'm not doing it. So look at me. Uh, so we got to keep our eyes on, on Christ. That's, that's the key. That's the key. 
no matter how bad and stormy it gets. And, and just learn to kind of surf the wave, right? Learn to just walk right through it. Walk on top of it, actually. Walk on top of the turbulent waters. There's, there's a lot of, if you think about that episode, there's a lot of deep lessons there if you really, really, really think about it. We um, we have a situation, I think, in our nation right now. I'll share this before I go to break. As someone who keeps an eye on this stuff, talks about this stuff, has for a long time, processes this stuff, notices patterns. One of the primary underpinning patterns that I'm seeing here in a lot of what is ailing our nation is twofold. It's twofold. In terms of things going on in our government and politically, we're not following we're not following our founding documents. We're not following the founding principles. We're not following our constitution. And we'll excuse it when our guy or gal or our party uh, is in office and it benefits them not to follow it. Then we're kind of okay with it. A lot of us. No. You shouldn't be okay with it. You should be very unokay with it. And not excuse it. Well, you know, the end justifies the means and that's the only way they can do it. And our, our guys are, are in there and my guy's in there. So it'll be all right. Well, what happens then when the other guy from the other party or parties are in there doing the same thing? Oh, yeah, then you're real quick to start throwing rocks, right? No, at any time, I don't care which party, I don't care which political personality, I don't care who, what, why, where, when. When they start ignoring the Constitution, when they start ignoring constitutional laws, when they start just trying to run around stuff and ignore things and do stuff that is absolutely um, in violation of those principles and the Constitution itself, our founding documents, that's when we should all scream foul at that moment. I don't care what party you're in or no party, as the case may be. That's when you go, eh, wait a minute. But we don't do that. Then we have the biblical ignorance. The biblical ignorance. I was sharing some stuff with someone over the, uh, well, just prior to, actually, the uh, prior to Christmas. Was sharing some verses and some things out of the Bible. They never heard before. And some principles that the Bible laid out that were, that were completely new to them. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you went to a Christian school. You know, I never heard this before. You weren't taught this in the Christian school you went, uh, didn't even hear it in Sunday school even? No. This was someone who was at the church house virtually every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Never heard this stuff. And I was reading some stuff out of the Old Testament and the gospel. One of the gospels. You never heard it? No. This wasn't some babe in the woods Christian that had been a Christian for just a you know a couple of years. This was someone who had known Christ for decades. Like holy cow. I mean, I'm no Bible scholar, but it's like this is kind of kind of basic stuff here. What I have begun to realize 
is the ignorance, and I don't know which is worse in some cases, the ignorance of our founding history, our founding documents, and the Constitution, and the ignorance of the Bible. I mean, flat-out ignorance. Now, I'm not saying people are stupid. There's a difference between stupid and ignorant. Ignorant means you just don't know. I'm ignorant as to how to fly a spaceship because I've never flown one before except in my imagination as a child. I don't know what I saw in Star Trek and space shows. I don't know how those run. Those aren't real ships. If you were to put me in a real rocket ship and blast me off, I, I'm going to end up who knows where. <laughs> I'm going to end up in you know some galaxy. Of course, it'll just be a skeleton of me left in whatever craft I'm in because I'll take a wrong turn at Jupiter because I don't know how to run. I don't know how to operate a spaceship. I've never done that before. So I'm ignorant as to how to run a spaceship. But that's, there's a difference between ignorance and stupid, as I have said on the show numerous times. Stupid means you, you kind of know what's up, but you choose to ignore it and just do the, 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 the dumb or incorrect or, or wrong thing anyway. Now, that's stupid. Okay, that's someone who's stupid. There's a difference between stupid and ignorant. Now, there are some stupid people out there who know better, who know the Bible, who know the Constitution. They ignore it, and they say, yeah, I'm going to do my thing and whatever. Okay, that's someone who's stupid, and there's plenty of those around. But, I, but there's a whole lot of folks who are just simply ignorant. They're not being taught. The churches aren't teaching it. The Bible colleges and seminaries aren't teaching it. I used to work with a guy at IBM who was a, a Baptist minister. He told me, he said, you know what the difference is between a seminary and a cemetery? I said, no. He said, well, in a, in a, in a uh, cemetery, you go in dead when you're dead. In a seminary, you come out dead. Uh, well, yeah. And sadly, there's a lot of those, sadly. So between the biblical ignorance, and we're seeing the apostasy in our churches growing leaps and bounds daily. We are in that age of apostasy, I do believe, predicted in the end times in Scripture. And we have this ignorance and stupidity regarding our founding principles in our Constitution, founding documents, what that whole thing was all about, American Revolution, and uh, our Constitution. Loads of ignorance and some stupidity thrown in there as well. And you can trace most of the problems that we're dealing with right now right down to those two things. Right down to those two things, those ignorances, those stupidities. Mostly, I think it's just pure ignorance, not, not stupidity. In some cases, yeah, it is. So on this show, this is why I make a big deal about both. Because I began to recognize some time back, this is where you can put the roots of 90% of what's going on in this country that's jacked up in, in, into one or both of those two uh, ignorances. Or stupidities. Take your pick. Moving into the second hour of Christian Talk That Rocks. More to come. Buckle up. Laughter is a good medicine. Now here's your daily dose with comedian Darren Streblo. I was what uh, scientists uh, would call a geek. And I went to a Christian school, which was very supportive. They tried to support me and encourage me in my geekiness by telling me things like, dude, dude, you know, don't worry. Because like right now, you're like a worm, right? But you're going to cocoon. Huh? And then 
cocoon, and you'll emerge from the cocoon, and then you're going to fly away. And that's what happened in the 10th grade. I cocooned, emerged from the cocoon, and became a moth. This is Tim DeSellis, president of New Missions, reminding you that it's just smart to make laughter a part of your everyday. At Arizona State University, we offer a variety of programs online, designed and taught by a renowned faculty to empower your success. That's why 87% of ASU online graduates stated they were promoted or received an increase in salary after earning their degree. Visit asuonline.asu.edu. Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University... We respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. No one is too old to put their trust in Jesus Christ. When I was growing up, I was praying for my grandparents for so many years. And then finally, when my grandpa was in his late 70s, he decided to follow Jesus. Now his health was declining and he started to have strokes. And just before he died, I was able to share the gospel of Jesus with my grandma. And at two in the morning, she made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time. She shouted down the hallway, Jesse, you can sleep well tonight. I believe what you believe. And I ran to the hospital the next day and told my grandpa and his tears came down from his eyes. He just knew not only would he be in heaven, but my grandma would too. Keep praying for people. Keep sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You never know at what age they're going to decide to put their trust in him. For more information, go to activatelife.org. This is Groundwire with Sean Dunn. I remember hearing a story about a minister in the early 1900s. She was having a tent meeting when several rugged men began threatening that if she didn't stop sharing Christ, they were going to burn the tent down with all of the people inside. At the next meeting, as the crowd gathered, the men showed up to make good on the promise. Nervously, the minister began to pray. Within minutes, she knew what she should do. From behind the podium, she proclaimed that they were going to begin to pray and sing songs glorifying God. Instead of focusing on the intimidating voices, they were going to concentrate on the God who is all-powerful. With zeal, the people in the tent joined her in proclaiming 
the goodness, kindness, and rightness of God, and within moments, the people left and the threat was gone. Every one of us faces situations in life where we are confronted with confusing voices and dangerous circumstances. People that stare into the challenges rarely win, but those that set their affections on the unchanging one will not lose. Remember the next time you experience opposition or are facing a major trial. God is bigger than your problem. When you look to Him instead of your circumstances, your problems will fade. For more, log on to groundwire.net. Groundwire.net. Everybody online looking good. I'm kind of in the mood for some stimulating conversation. Start sequence. Five, four, three, two, one. And now, Get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now, here's your host, Richie L. You made it to the second hour of Christian Talk That Rocks. Not too many do, but you have. Congratulate yourself. You will be rewarded. A couple of websites, ChristianTalkThatRocks.net or ChristianTalkThatRocks.com. Live on your email address, talk to Richie L at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-R-I-C-H-I-E-L at gmail.com. Talk to Richie L at gmail.com. Please, if you send an email, make it relevant to what we're talking about, not something completely off the wall. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got several ways to get this broadcast in podcast format. Here's a handful, just a handful. Anchor FM, Player FM, Stitcher, Amazon, Apple. Mixer box, uh, cast box, just to name a few. Just to name a few. Flagship station WMVA, the Gold Rush, which can be found at WMVARadio.com and radio.net and odyssey.com, who rebroadcast Friday's show 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. That's Eastern time, back up, of course, Central Mountain Pacific. Thunderous Radio also broadcasts his show live Monday through Friday, uh, or that is what we're on. Uh, a little after 2 p.m. Eastern to about 4 p.m. Again, that's Eastern U.S. Coast time. Uh, back it up or forward to wherever you're sitting when you're listening at that time. Also, uh, let's see. I think I'm forgetting. Who else am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. Net News Network. Last but not least. Net News Network, uh, which can be found at uh, netnewsnetwork.net. This show will be available there to download a little later on this evening. They take select episodes of the show, and they uh, allow it to be posted there on their news site. That is an, an actual, legitimate news site with real journalists bringing you the real news, not just uh, the fluff stuff, and not with uh, all kinds of biases and agendas and propagandas and everything else thrown in. In other words, the way journalism kind of used to be back in the day, <laughs> you know, just just the facts. And that's the way it is, you know, uh, the old school journalism. So uh, we're very proud to be a part of that organization. It's not easy to be a part of them and get in on that, uh, to be frank. So we're really excited about that. All right. So right down, well, right up the road, I should say, uh, in northern Virginia. I'm uh, down the road in southern southwestern Virginia. But up the road for me in northern Virginia near the Beltway, near the D.C. area, is a place I affectionately refer to as Lowdown County or Loudoun County. And they have a school board there that I also affectionately refer to as the Lowdown County School Board. Now, I did share yesterday that somebody got their knickers in a knot or some gentleman 
literally got his um, stockings or his panties in a knot. If you want to look at that. Because somebody dared quote a scripture verse that that was hate speech. Now, let me interject here, by the way, this being reported by Reagan Reese Daily Caller News Foundation, that in Canada a few years back, and I talked about it on this show, eh, that they pretty much outlawed a few verses in the Bible as hate speech and threatened. This is the Canadian government. Now, this is before Justin Trudeau took over, unjust Trudeau took over in Canada, eh? And they told these pastors, if you read these certain verses in Scripture— about homosexuality, etc. We're going to share that hate speech and get ready to get, get yourself arrested. You see, there's a reason, I believe, that the Canadian flag has two red stripes and a big red, uh, well, it's a maple leaf on it. Because I think they're becoming, whether they realize it or not, I think they're now waking up to it. The people of Canada, of Canada the good people of Canada, the great people up there, spent some time up there. The great people of Canada are waking up and realizing that Hey, we're kind of becoming a socialist Marxist nation, eh? Let's do something about it. And they're trying, and they're pushing back. I I believe that Justin Unjust Trudeau is going to lose his next election. Unless he rigs something up. I think Unjust Trudeau is going to, is going to uh, meet his demise politically, shall we say. So parents are slamming an effort to ban hate speech from school board meetings because of Parent dared quote a Bible verse. Lowdown County parents are speaking out against a resident's petition that calls to ban hate speech from school board meetings following a school board meeting in which parents lambasted school officials over their handling of a sexual assault case. The petition signed by several hundred county residents and started by 19-year-old Andrew Pihonek, a Lowdown County resident member of the LGBTQ community, calls to ban hate speech in Lowdown County school board meetings after a man called homosexuality immoral and quoted a a violent Bible verse during the public comment period of December 13 board meeting, in their opinion. Actually, the verse, uh, it's a warning verse from Jesus, actually. It would be in red print in your Bible, if you have a red print Bible, talking about what you're not supposed to be doing to kids. This is coming out of Jesus' mouth. But anyway, I digress. Uh, they called to ban this hate speech in Lowdown County School Board meetings. Uh, parents present at the meeting and seeking accountability from the school board for a special grand jury report, which found, which at that time had just come out, which found that the district failed to alert the community of multiple sexual assaults within the district. Told the Daily Caller News Foundation the one comment is not representative of their efforts and that their demands have nothing to do with the LGBTQ community. The petition misrepresents parents at the December 13th school board meeting who are focusing on holding the school board accountable. Uh, Colin Doniger, a low-down county parent, told the Daily Caller News Foundation, quote, the petition is misleading as it relates to parental comments at the December 13th school board meeting, Doniger told the DCNF. Oh, so you mean this activist was lying? (laughs) Heaven forbid that an activist lies about something. I've never heard of such a thing. Wow. Let me pull my tongue out of my cheek. There we go. Uh, parents, including myself, were there on the 13th to speak out about the uh, utter failure of the Lowdown County Public School Administration identified in the special grand jury report. There was very little reference at all in that meeting to gender dysphoria, promoting policies beyond the fact 
that the perpetrator of the sexual assault was a male who wore a skirt and had access to the women's bathroom, unquote. I mean, there's where your violence was. There's where your hate was, not the other way around. Scott Minio, a Lowdown County parent, told DCNF that the comments made by a majority of parents at the school board meeting were about the mistakes the school administration made rather than the LGBTQ community. Quote, the list of unimaginable and unconscionable actions or lack thereof of a Lowdown County Public Schools administration is great, Minio told the DCNF. These items have zero to do with the LGBTQIA plus community. But all of us, all of our kids, regardless of race, sex, religion, not everything is about them. And the sooner they can realize that, the sooner they can help us fight and expose the Lowdown County Public Schools administration, unquote. At the December 13th meeting, Lowdown County parents demanded that the school board members resign after a special grand jury report revealed that the school board failed to alert the community of multiple sexual assaults that occurred within the school system. Why? Well, because they were afraid. Okay, they were doing a little covering. Following the release of the report, former Lowdown County Public School Superintendent Scott Ziegler was indicted on three misdemeanor charges, including penalizing an employee for a court appearance, and Lowdown County Public Schools Public Information Officer Wade Bayard was indicted with felony perjury. Uh, that means you tend to go to jail on that one. As of Monday, the petition had more than 900 signatures and stated that, a quote, Platforming hate speech leads to violence, such as the bullying, torturing, killing of oppressed groups of people, such as the LGBTQ community. Well, what about the girls that got bullied and uh, molested and sexually assaulted by a member of the LGBTQ community, by the way? Okay, that goes both directions. The petition demands that the school board policy be amended so that the second hate speech is spoken. The person's public comment period is finished. Lowdown for All, an advocacy organization which works towards equity in the community and launched a political action committee to protect equity for all students, endorsed a petition that, according to WJLA News, there is a line that gets crossed when you start targeting specific people or specific groups of people. Meredith Ray, a Lowdown for All board member, told WJLA News that community has been targeted, I would say, pretty regularly at school board meetings over the last two years. There was one speaker who crossed the line and made people very uncomfortable and even scared. Petition, unquote. Okay, cite it. Well, they don't. What they cite is this. The petition cites comments from Lowdown County resident Mark Wynn, who quoted the Bible. Heaven forbid that he quote the Bible, which is scary and terroristic. And that long-haired Jesus freak guy and his uh, 12 unemployed bums frighten everybody, right? when encouraging the school to focus on teaching math and language. Uh, quote, LGBTQ behavior should never have been promoted, taught, or encouraged in the schools that you oversee. Mark Wynn, Lowdown County resident, said on December 13th, board meeting, he went on to say, if any man or woman causes, he was quoting a verse now in scripture, or paraphrasing it in essence, if any man or woman causes one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better for a millstone to be put, uh, put around your neck and thrown into the lake, Wynn said, adding, Get back to reading, writing, and arithmetic, and quit grooming and pimping, unquote. comment which sparked a petition was referring to a Bible verse and was misrepresented through the petition, of course. Alicia Brand Ludeman, a Lowdown County parent and co-founder of Army of Parents, a group which is fighting for parental rights and education, told DCNF 
Lowdown County parents are mainly concerned when the safety of their children, which was demonstrated at the meeting, uh, Brand Loman told DCNF that, it, well, in other words, they, they didn't really care about the safety of the kids. That was put, you know, way down the list. Um, and what the man quoted was Mark 9, uh, verse 42, was used in a 60-second comment to describe the school board's actions and lack thereof that put children in harm's way. In other words, it was the, the verse was used against the school board, not the LGBTQ community. Follow me? Uh, that's what Alicia Brand Luderman told the DCNF. This is not about the LGBT community. This is about the safety of all children and the incompetence of the board. It was about demanding accountability from the board. All who were on the board in May of 2021 must resign and the administration must be fired. Petitioning to ban hate speech can have detrimental effects, said G. Van Fleet, a former Lowdown County parent and a survivor of Mao's cultural revolution, told the Daily Caller News Foundation. Quote, hate speech to me is a very tricky business. Because who is to define what is hate? Van Fleet told the DCNF. I just want to remind young people like this particular person who started the petition that banning speech also can get people bullied, tortured, and killed too. That's what happened in China during the Cultural Revolution where I witnessed people who just because they say something that is not in line with the party, with Mao, would get silenced and many of them killed. Plus, apparently, the, the situation was taken out of context. The verse wasn't directed so much at the LGBT community. It was directed at the Lowdown County School Board. And I've even shared the verse myself on this show. Again, directing it at the Lowdown County School Board. And some of these teachers and some of these administrators. I've used it numerous times. It's not hate speech. It's quoting Christ. In context, by the way. I know a lot of people do take Bible verses out of context, and that's very dangerous, spiritually and otherwise. It's not what's being done here. Uh, in fact, far from it. Far from it. And it's uh, it it's still um, it's still legitimate. It's still legitimate. And that is that is a legitimate verse of scripture, where Christ Himself warned about harming children when you intentionally harm children abuse mess with kids um, on judgment day you'd be better off with a millstone hung around your neck and thrown into a lake than what's probably coming your way <laughs> okay it's a very sobering verse coming from Christ himself and I suspect if uh, the folks of this school board who knew about this thing and just buried it all to where two girls wind up getting sexually assaulted, if they don't get themselves uh, right with the Lord, that is to say, get themselves you know, to, to accept his salvation and move on and repent of their sins and all that, if they don't get right, well, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near him on Judgment Day either. Um, in other words, that was the Lord's way of saying, hey, I don't play, with, I don't play here when it comes to this kind of stuff with kids. Scripture also warns that children have guardian angels that have to report, um, they have to present, present themselves face-to-face to God and give a report. Now, can you imagine that? So uh, the Lord takes this stuff pretty seriously, and he expects us to take it pretty seriously. 
So, again, that was, I think, a proper verse directed at the school board, which I've directed at the school board on this show and other folks. But somebody wanted to spin that in some LGBTQ activist group and go, oh, you know, they were threatening us with the Bible. No, 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 no. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Imagine, imagine an activist group getting something screwed up and twisted around. That's exactly what happened there. And I'm sure the mainstream media will come in there and jump in on the side of the activist group, too, of course. Because the activist groups are never wrong. They're always the, the true justice warriors. Never take anything out of context. It's those mean Christians. It's those mean, it's those mean Christians. It's those evil mean Christians. Right? That's what you hear all day long from many of the mouthpieces in mainstream media, which is becoming very dangerous. Not much different than what you heard uh, in the 1930s coming out of Nazi Germany. It's those, it's those Jews. It's those mean Jews. And look what happened. Yeah, we've seen how that movie ends. More Christian Talk the Rock straight ahead. Stand by. More Talk continues next with Richie L. More Christian Talk that Rocks next. This is Max McLean. God created all things by his word. How does the word have the power to create? Because his word is a person. Listen to the Bible from John 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. From John 1, listen to the Bible. It's great for the soul. Hear more at RadioBible.org. Hi, I'm Danny Aiello. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a value that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember to hire smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. And now, a man who's wanted for questioning by both the CIA and the KGB, Richie L. Jazzercise class for the day, or electronic dance music class for the day. All right, 
so get your exercise there and work off some of that turkey and ham you had over Christmas. And uh, how many slices of cheesecake and how many chocolate candies and cookies? Yeah, yeah, okay. See, I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, all for free. No, no extra charge there. There is a, uh, well, I shared this the other day, but the Catholic, um, Catholic school has been getting hit pretty hard by some of this woke stuff, this woke joke stuff. Catholic school district decrees restroom use pronouns to be based on biology. Defeats campaign from gender activists to violate church teachings. It's being reported by Bob Bundu World and Daily Officials for the Catholic Archdiocese of Omaha have announced that for their schools, bathroom use and pronoun will be based on biology, actual biology, not just what you feel that day. You might feel like a girl or you might feel like a guy that day, but don't, we don't care how you feel. It's, it's what your biology is. And that's the bathroom that you will choose. A local outlet, KETV, confirmed the announcement immediately was condemned by a splinter group called Catholic Families for Love, which is insisting it is wrong to be treating students according to their biological sex at these schools. <laughs> yeah, we saw how well that worked out in Loudoun County. You might want to talk to those parents there, uh, splinter group, Catholic Families for Love. New policy exempts school employees and volunteers and also confirms students will not be denied admission based on their experiences with gender dysphoria. Port said Archdiocese spokesperson Tim McNeil said over 40 similar policies and guidelines from the diocese and professional organizations were studied in advance of our revision efforts. Policy specifies that biological sex must be the standard when it comes to treating and interacting with students, submitting school documents, and implementing procedures, the report said. Uh, issues affected include students' personal pronouns, dress, and bathroom use. The Archdiocese said around 150 people, including priests, school officials, pediatricians, and mental health experts, were involved in formulating the policy. In other words, they just didn't just whip it out of thin air. It does exempt off-campus activities of employees and volunteers and allows students to post their views on social media outside of school, even if those contradict church teachings. Um, Archbishop George J. Lucas said in a letter that the school has a duty to affirm Roman Catholic Church beliefs. Commentary at the post explained that the policy determines all students shall conduct themselves in accord with their God-given biological sex as it relates to the use of personal pronouns, dress code, use of public bathrooms, and participation in school-sponsored activities, unquote. It noted that the archdiocese had been under attack by gender activists, including from the ACLU, to violate church teachings. And the ACLU should know way the heck better. Almost said something I shouldn't have. Uh, Lucas had explained this policy for schools balances the pastoral needs and obligations of parents, guardians, students, and school leaders within the mission of the church. Again, this is a Catholic school church. Now, you can, uh, you know, rip the Catholics all day long. Look, I got, I've got issues with Roman Catholicism all day long, but they have a right. You know, they are a religious parochial school. I mean, hello, it's right there in the title. They have a right uh, to do things the way that their uh, church teaches them to do things. And they're not violating civil rights laws. There's nothing in the Civil Rights Act of 64 or 65 that says you've got to make all bathrooms unisex. There's nothing in there that says that, not even remote. You've got to stretch stuff way beyond boundaries and contort it like a pretzel to even come up with that, which, of course, activists have been doing. Then again, as I just proved in the last story, sometimes activist groups fib. They get it wrong. I think sometimes on purpose. Try and gain some sympathy from the press and the propaganda media. 
anyway, he had said that this uh, policy, Lucas had explained that this policy uh, for the schools balances the pastoral needs and obligations of parents, guardians, students, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, which is an important manifestation of the ministry of the Catholic teachings in our schools, which is an important manifestation of the ministry of Jesus. The policy expresses our continuing determination for our schools to partner with parents whose children face special challenges to the extent that we're able to do so, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they have a right to to do this as a church school, okay? They're part of a church. It's an, it's, uh, if you don't like it, leave. I mean, go, there's other church schools out there that are all, you know, they probably do have unisex bathrooms and, you know, what have you. That's fine. Those are church, there's church schools, I'm sure, like that, but not the Catholic church, uh, looks like, for the most part. Okay, you don't like it, and go to another denomination. Go to a Protestant, whatever. If you don't like it, I mean, there's plenty of, of, uh, of different kinds of parochial and religious schools and things all over the nation that teach all kinds of stuff. Pick the one you like. There's a, there's a whole buffet line of different kinds of, uh, religious based schools. You don't like one, go to another one. Have you noticed at the ACLU, you never see them picking on mosques. If, if, if you go to these Islam and there are Islamic schools in this, in this country, you don't see the ACLU griping about them and activist groups jumping on those folks about having one bathroom for the guys and one bathroom for the gals, or how many were bathrooms, marked, you know, marked for guys only, gals only. You don't hear about that in the news, do you? There are Islamic-based schools in this nation um, that are very strict on that kind of stuff. Where's the ACLU jumping on them? Where's these activist groups jumping on them? They know they'll go nowhere. Why is it that they pick on the, a, a Christian school? Or denominate A new casino, hotel, and spa experience is coming to Cripple Creek. Combining European elegance with Colorado comfort. We call it Chamonix. It's Chamonix. That's what I said. What you didn't say is there's gorgeous rooms with Rocky Mountain views, a rooftop pool. Award-winning food and a huge casino. It's freaking awesome. Pardon his French, but he's not wrong. Chamonix Casino Hotel. European elegance, Colorado comfort. Opening December 26, 2023. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. ...of Christianity. Have you noticed that? Notice that little trend line? You don't see them jumping on anybody else. And the ACLU should know better. First Amendment freedom of religion, et cetera, et cetera. Apparently they've just carved that section out of the First Amendment. Doesn't exist anymore. Shame on the ACLU. They've become a disaster of an organization. Back in the day, I used to support him no more. No mas. Uh-uh. No. No, thank you. They actually defended me once. Ironically, doing um, a Christian music video show on uh, ACTV in Austin, Texas, way back in the day, that one of their bigwigs down there actually actually defended me live on air. And I appreciated that and still do. But it seems like in the last 15, 20 years, they have just gone over the guardrails into down the, over the cliff. Like, what constitution are you people reading? 
Uh, anyway, that's going on there. And then you have this. Well, actually, let's go to break, and I'm going to come back to this next story. But this is uh, it concerns West Point. West Point. And how the wokeness jokeness has encroached in our military and our military academies, which I have great respect for. But there, there's some real knuckleheads that are running these things right now. Real knuckleheads. I want to be like a drill sergeant and just go, what is your major malfunction? As I'm right in their face, drop and give me 20. Would love to do that to the person uh, right now who is the, the uh, superintendent of uh, West Point at the moment. Gotta go full metal jacket on him. We got more Christian talking rock straight ahead. And you don't have to drop it, give me 20, unless you want to. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a values that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pastor robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. this one the woke jokesters and it looks like one of them has come right on into the united states military academy i.e west point west point superintendent just canceled offensive abe lincoln abe lincoln is so offensive being reported by john hughes armed forces press on 19th of December 2022, USMA Superintendent Stephen Gillen emailed a letter to the Long Gray Line informing West Point graduates going way back that certain historical artifacts at West Point would be modified or removed. His letter obediently sent by the West Point Association of Graduates, also known as WPAOG, stated, quote, during the holiday break, we will begin a multi-phased process in accordance with the Department of Defense DOD directives. Now, they're claiming this is coming from the Department of Defense. And it probably is. Directive, this is some of the woke jokesters that have now infiltrated, the woke jokeness garbage, the woke jokesters that are now infiltrating 
all aspects of and down of our military, including the military academies. Uh, direct us to remove, rename, or modify assets and real property at the United States Military Academy and West Point insulation that commemorate or memorialize Confederacy. All right. All right. Or those who voluntarily served with the Confederacy. Okay. Okay. These directives are based on the recommendations by the Congressional Naming Commission mandated by the Fiscal Year 2021 National Defense Authorization Act. Secretary of Defense, S-E-C-D-E-F, approved the commission's recommendation in October of 2022 and directed implementation after an NDAA-mandated 90-day waiting period that ended on December 18th. We will also remove the bronze triptych at the main entrance of Bartlett Hall and place it in a storage and place it in storage on post, unquote. Bartlett Hall triptych, this monument's fate is far more concerning than the others listed in the LTG Gillen's plan created by sculptor Laura Garden Fraser. It was a three panel bronze mural that was dedicated in 1965 in part in commemoration of the, uh, uh, centennial of the Civil War. In September 2022, the USMA Public Affairs spokesperson seemed to defend the triptych, telling ABC News that the artist wanted to create art that depicted historical incidents or persons that symbolized the principal events of the time, thereby both documenting both tragedy and triumph in our nation's history. The PEO further stated that the monument also included individuals who were instrumental in shaping principal events of that time and symbols like the Tree of Life, that depict how our nation has flourished despite its tragedies. The obscure but recently noticed KKK image on the mural was meant to show racism in the tapestry of history and how that racism was defeated. The commission directed the removal of the images, naming of specific Confederate generals Lee Stewart Jackson Brooke, but did not direct the entire uh, triptych be removed. The commission merely directed for certain items on the large mural to be modified. West Point ever chose to completely remove the entire three-panel mural and place it in storage. Uh, the mural was well known to cadets. The uh, tiny Confederate and KKK references on it were not, however, well known. And again, that was to, to predict how, or to, to portray how uh, all that was defeated. Central large figure of President Abraham Lincoln, though, had a well-worn sculpted head because cadets like myself used to rub the Lincoln head on the way to classes for luck. West Point has chosen to remove the entire mural, including Lincoln, that had references to Union victory. President Lincoln, the great emancipator, World War II and Korea because they are offensive. So somehow our victory in World War II uh, and the Korean conflict are offensive to somebody along with Abe Lincoln. The revisions targeting appears to have already spread beyond the Confederacy to key white figures in American history, even Union ones. The summer of 2020 saw BLM, that's Black Lives Matter, or really it's more, it's blacks loving Marxism, really, led riots that resulted in monuments being vandalized, removed, and destroyed nationwide, directly or indirectly supported by national Democrat elected officials the carnage began with Confederate statues and quickly spread to Grant, Lincoln, Roosevelt, Wilson, World War I, you might as well throw in Washington and Jefferson, and those memorials 
and many other non-Confederate monuments. The only common thread was that the damage destroyed, removed memorabilia, all concerned white historical figures in American history. What was Abraham Lincoln's? Well, actually, even beyond that, they took down some, uh, it's not entirely true, because they, they took down some MLK uh, some MLK statues. There was a lot of uh, defacing of MLK statues and monuments and plaques because they were mad that MLK, in their opinion, some of the BLM people's opinion, didn't go far enough. They viewed him as a sellout. What was Abraham Lincoln's offense? In, L- in LTG Gillard's eyes across America, Lincoln statues have been defaced, removed. Schools with Lincoln in their name have been renamed, and Lincoln's reputation has been uh, slandered by woke politicians and mobs, clearly lacking courage and conviction or even common sense. LTG Gillen has ordered Abraham Lincoln to be removed and placed in storage so cadets can no longer view his reviled face or suffer the shame of walking past such a contemptuous figure in American history. Now, there are some KKK people that would like that. <laughs> LTG, who are you trying to please here? LTG Gilland, exceed, this is the insanity of this stuff. LTG Gilland exceeded the mandate for a selective modification of the bronze triptych and instead condemned the entire artifact, including the most prominently featured item, the rendering of President Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, this is the same Lincoln who was murdered for defeating the South and freeing the slaves. Gillen also continues the recent uh, trend of West Point superintendent to ignore Freedom of Information Act requests and to deny CRT indoctrination at West Point, which is happening. Last month, he quickly gave five cadets refusing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate general officer memorandums of reprimand, despite knowing that very soon the mandate would likely be, and of course was, voted to be ended by Congress. Was he wanting to be on the record to curry favor with the SECDEF, Lloyd Austin, who had been uh, an outspoken proponent of the vaccine, and by punishing disobedient religious service members? Perhaps LGT Garland wants to appear even more obedient and woke than his predecessor, now General Darrell Williams. Maybe in hopes he, too, will garner praise and earn a fourth star. In the process... Gillen was willingly shown as willingly shown his hand and expanded his CRT enabled contempt for West Point and American history by canceling one of the greatest presidents of the United States. You go, Stephen. You and Brandon and Lloyd are best buds now. Signed John Hughes, MD, emergency physician, West Point graduate, veteran of Iraq, Afghanistan. And again, this was uh, an editorial that appeared in the Armed Forces Press. This is how far this woke jokeness garbage has gone. This is how far it's gone. And it's uh, it's getting to the point of ludicrous. Ludicrous. Does this superintendent really think that some cadet, and by the way, it ain't easy to get into West Point. You only got to be pretty darn smart in most cases, but you've got to have good grades in most cases, and you got to know somebody in most cases. It's, it's not, it ain't easy to get in there. Uh, an interesting point of fact, it was Senator Abraham Lincoln, Junior Senator Abraham Lincoln, who um, signed off on the papers to get one uh, General George Pickett, who was a cadet George Pickett, 
to help him get into West Point. That's the same George Pickett, by the way, that led the charge there at Gettysburg that didn't, or, or well, led one group of the guys. He didn't entirely lead the charge, really Longstreet's charge. But it led a, a division, a very large division, across that field to uh, to their deaths and to uh, fame or infamy, however you want to look at it. He he would really jump on his subordinates or any man in his outfit that, that he heard bad-mouthing Abraham Lincoln. He said, now, while I, while I agree with Mr. Lincoln on, while, while I agree with Mr. Mr. Lincoln on his uh, views towards the South, he said, don't you say anything bad about him because he helped Pickett get into, into West Point. He would defend Lincoln. And if he heard somebody bad-mouthing Lincoln or calling the, um, the Union troops Lincolnites and all this and that, he'd jump all over him, say, uh-uh. Lincoln's a good man. Again, uh, the opinion of George Pickett, a very famous Confederate general. <laughs> Thought I'd throw that in there as a little, little trivia. But apparently, uh, apparently even um, this superintendent, probably not even aware of that story, uh, just feels that if, if some cadet just happens to be walking by that mural and sees Abe Lincoln's face that somehow that's going to cause that cadet to have failing grades, not become a good soldier. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Not become a good obedient soldier. Fail as a military career. Apparently just endanger and, and cause your military career to be a failure all the way around. If they happen to get a gander of, of a likeness of Abe Lincoln walking into the school building there. Ruin their whole career. I think that somebody needs to take the superintendent there at uh, West Point. Superintendent uh, Gillen and put him on one of those long black couches. And one of those shrinks talk to him. Tell me about your relationship with your mother and father. You know, he, he, that's the kind of question that needs to be asked. Again, on a long black couch in a psychiatrist's room. This is insanity. This is somebody who doesn't need to be leading and training young minds of mush. People like this are off the off the charts and dangerous. And sadly, there's quite a few of them right now in charge of things in our military, scarily and sadly. More Christian talk that rocks straight ahead. Stand by. Are there some things about your life that you wish were different? Actually, it's not too late for a change. Here's A Moment with Charles Stanley. 
I would like to give you at this moment the opportunity of changing the direction of your life, the eternal destiny of your life, and the condition of your life. And here's how you can do that. You can recognize honestly that you're a sinner, that you've sinned against God, and that you don't deserve anything. So the invitation is this, to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and acknowledge that you've never trusted him as your Savior. You've tried to do good, but the Bible states that that doesn't work. He says, by works of righteousness which you've done, no person's ever been saved. I want to invite you to invite Jesus Christ into your life asking Him to forgive you of your sins, surrendering yourself to Him personally, and saying, Lord, I want you in my life. I want you to live your life in and through me. I need the forgiveness of my sins. I do want to go to heaven when I die, but I want my life to count now. And most of all, I want Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Learn more about how Jesus Christ can change the course of your life visit us at intouch.org. More unadulterated insanity on display. If you think the previous story was, was bad on the insanity quotient that your tax dollars are often paying for, I got some more. I got some more. Old Rand Paul, for about 10 years now, that's Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, puts out his annual Festivus report. It's kind of a playoff of a scene from Seinfeld about you know the holiday, quote-unquote, Festivus. Anyway, his report shows just about $500 billion bucks in government, federal government, waste. Now, I'm not going to read the whole report because it'd be, we'd be here for three hours. But I'm just going to catch some little highlights for you. That's being reported by Hannah Blue, Breitbart.com. Uh, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, of course, on Friday continued the annual tradition of celebrating Festivus, airing out his many grievances as it relates to government waste, which you are paying for. By the way, to the tune of $482,276,543,907 in government waste. That you're paying for, by the way. Paul's 2022 Festivus report highlights that an amount in government waste and includes 2.3 million used by the National Institutes of Health or the NIH for an experiment involving injecting puppies with cocaine. 202,000 dollars used by the Department of Defense on Starbucks espresso machines and 3 million bucks for the construction of a Gandhi Museum. This will be the 10th year in a row that I've celebrated Festivus with you. By celebrated, I mean have a little fun at the expense of Washington. If we don't laugh, we might cry. Paul wrote before sharing some of the highlights of the report to hit social media pages and invoking the infamous Seinfeld quote from Frank Costanza, I've got a lot of problems with you people. I would air my grievances at Fauci again, but I'm trying to be festive, and also I'm trying to get home for Christmas. If I listed all the things Fauci was wrong on, wow, that guy is wrong a lot, Paul began. 
Now, according to Paul, the DOD, that's Department of, of Defense, wasted millions this year, including $28 million on camouflage uniforms. It did not work. <laughs> they didn't really camouflage that well. What they're going to be used for now, I guess they could redye them. I don't know. Per the Festivus report, a special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction, also known as Cigar, interesting name, uh, report revealed that the Department of Defense spent only 28 million bucks on forest pattern camouflage uniforms to use in the deserts of Afghanistan. They'd been great in Vermont, but not so much uh, in the brownish gray rock strewn uh, landscape of, of Afghanistan. It was later found that the camouflage uniforms are not based on an evaluation of its appropriateness for the Afghan environment, which made anybody wearing them, of course, stick out like targets. DOD also spent 192952 bucks on what the report describes as top-of-the-line Starbucks espresso machines. The NIH also wasted a significant amount of money. That includes $2.1 bucks encouraging Ethiopians to wear shoes, $2.3 million injecting beagle puppies with cocaine, $1.1 million on training mice to binge drink alcohol, over 519000 bucks using mice to study racial aggression. Go figure that one out. And 187500 bucks on verifying that kids love their pets. According to the report, the pet grant went to Kent State University, which used the funds to apparently verify that the relationship between pets and children is beneficial to mental health. Well, duh. That'll be a study on that. Other highlights uh, directly from the report include the following. You'll love this one. Maintaining maintaining 77,000 empty federal buildings. Why do we have 77,000 empty federal buildings? Now, we hear all day long, we don't know where to put these illegals. We don't have the, we don't have the facilities. We don't have anywhere to put them. Oh, we're just up to our armpits and illegals. Well, how about maybe, I don't know, converting or using the 77,000 empty federal buildings? This from the GSA, by the way, to maintain those 77,000 empty federal buildings is costing you, the taxpayer, 1.7 million bucks. Uh, helping illegal immigrants avoid deportation. The DHS spent just to keep them in the country, not to uh, deport them. Well, we're going to try to keep you from being deported if we can. Yeah, that's 168 million bucks. Yeah. Overpaying, overpaying government contractors for a terminated contract on purpose by the way 69 million bucks boy i'm in the wrong business i need to go get a government contract and let the government break it and then pay me using covid relief funds to construct get this an 11,000 square foot spa using covid relief funds this is this is your federal government to construct an 11,000 square foot spa one hundred and forty million dollars. Watching hamsters fight on steroids. This is another NIH one. Fauci's pals. Watching hamsters fight on steroids. That project cost you, the taxpayer, three million dollars. I don't know if they were betting on the hamsters or not when they did this. The boys at the and gals at the NIH. Uh, who knows? Studying the romance. Studying the romance between parrots, P-A-R-R-O-T-S, you know the birds? National Science Foundation, $689,222 for that little 
study. A radio campaign telling drivers to stop at railroad crossings. This is from the Department of Transportation. A radio campaign. In other words, a PSA, which most radio stations play for free. They don't charge. It's just kind of a thing that the FCC sort of expects from radio stations. I'm talking about terrestrial stations. You know, when you're given uh, public service announcements, they pretty much expect you to kind of play those for free. You know, they kind of lean in on you and say, you know, it's, come on. You know, we're giving you the license for the airway thing. You're just going to just play the PSAs, all right? And this one is from the federal government, Department of Transportation, to put together a PSA to tell drivers to stop at a railroad crossing. $200,000. I After I read that one, I'm like, you know what? I have got to and i'm not even joking i have got to get hold of pete Buttigieg or somebody because i made a lot of fun of him get hold of mama Buttigieg or somebody in the department of transportation and say look i do voiceover work on the side i can do you if you want to redo this if you want some more stop at the at the railroad crossing deals i can do several versions of a 15 second or a 30 second whatever it is probably about 30 seconds PSA. I can do several versions. I can bring the whole project in at under two grand. Under two grand. You need to pay me 50% up front. That's my standard fee. But I'll bring the whole thing in at under two grand and save our taxpayers uh, about about (laughs) $198,000. Okay? I was like, wow. Wow. Those voiceover artists were paid a lot of money for that one. But this is just some, gang, just some of the $482.2 billion bucks, almost point three, really, billion bucks, billion with a B, not million, billion with a B, in waste and nonsense that your federal government spent on just garbage, garbage pro- projects. The vast majority of it. Or way overspent on stuff that shouldn't have cost as much as it should have. Take your pick. Uh, this is money out of your wallet. This is money out of your wallet. Even, corpor- even if cor- well, corporations probably pay a lot. Yeah, but they're going to charge you in the end. You know how that works. Corporations don't pay the taxes. You do. They just raise the price on the goods and the services. You wonder why so much stuff costs as much as it does in grocery stores? This is part of it. This is part of it. Waste. And we just passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill. This is just from 2022, gang. This is just from this year. Almost $500 billion in waste, in nonsense projects, pork barrel nonsense garbage that we spent just this year alone, your federal government, spent this year alone. It makes you wonder how much garbage like this is in the new $1.7 trillion omnibus, almost 5,000-page spending bill. It would take you, you know, a month to read, probably. That's if you read, what, maybe 100 pages. be more than that. It'd be, uh, what, about uh, probably three or 400 pages a day. You might get through it in a month or something. I don't know. Uh But, oh, gosh, we've got to have, we've got to have more money. We've got to have $1.7 trillion spending bill. 
and there's old Bernie Sanders and uh, rumpled up Bernie, Joe Biden and a bunch of others shaking their fists. Rich need to pay their fair share. You need to pay more. People need to pay their fair share for this. For this kind of nonsense. Oh, but this is essential for making our government operate. Watching hamsters fight. I didn't see those hamster fights on pay-per-view advertised. I don't know. Anyway, got to go. Just letting you know what time of day it is. Be sure to take care of yourselves. Take care of those that you love. Remember, God is love. See you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.